Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning and welcome to another day, another show. Here we are on Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. Coming up this hour, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts, plus the headlines you need to know from around the world. Later today, how to become a morning person. And Stranger Than Fiction features a Jack Sparrow lookalike who bites a cop. And would you trust AI to mow your yard. All that and more is coming up today on the show, being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Good morning. And we're headed to a high today around 80 under mostly sunny skies, partly cloudy 59 tonight, a 30% chance of afternoon rain tomorrow, high 79. Rest of the uh, week is kind of like that, 20% chance of rain and highs around 80 okay it is time now for your celebrity birthdays and this day in history first up is ryan coogler he is 37 today the director of black panther and creed lane garrison the tweener from prison break is 43 kelly monaco from dancing with the stars and a soap opera star 47 today jewel singer jewel 49 Ken Jennings, the guy who won 74 straight episodes of Jeopardy, is 49. R&B singer Maxwell is 50. Melissa McBride from The Walking Dead, who plays Carol on there, is 58 today. Karen Duff Duffy, the former MTV VJ, is 61. Drew Carey from The Price is Right is 65. Big Boo on Orange is the New Black. Leah Delaria is 65 today. Charles Kimbrough, who played Jim Dial on Murphy Brown, is 87. Joan Collins, who played Alex Carrington on the original Dynasty, is 90. It's National Lucky Penny Day. We are just a few days away from, well, three days, I guess, technically from Memorial Day weekend because it starts on Friday and 26 out from Father's Day. On this day in history... 238 years ago, Benjamin Franklin wrote a letter describing his newest invention, bifocals. Ben said it would now be unnecessary for people to carry two pairs of spectacles. On this date in 1934, Bonnie and Clyde were shot to death by Texas Texas and Louisiana state troopers near Gibsland, Louisiana. KISS released their Dynasty album on this date in 1979. The movie The Shining premiered in L.A. on this date in 1980. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom released on this date 
in 1984. Star Trek The Next Generation had its final episode on this date in 1994. The second Jurassic Park movie, The Lost World, was released in 97. Uh, Let's see. Do you remember this? I don't remember this. WWF star Owen Hart fell to his death during the pay-per-view event Over the Edge. That happened on this date in 1999. He was lowered into the ring from the ceiling of the Kemper Arena in Kansas City, but his harness failed. He plunged 80 feet. The show went on after that. Can you imagine that? Uh, The camera was not on him at the time of his death, they said. I don't remember any of that. Wow. Okay. In 2016, Amber Heard filed for divorce from Johnny Depp. And then we couldn't stop hearing from them for months and months and months last year, right? And then Roger Moore, who played James Bond in seven different movies back in 2017 on this date, died of cancer of cancer at the age of 89. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. Did you know dolphins can put one side of the brain to sleep as they swim while the other side remains alert? They can switch, putting the other side to sleep and using the other side to stay awake. That's pretty impressive. Dolphins, dolphins are impressive. Your next random fact, the original title for Michael Jackson's hit Thriller was going to be Midnight Man. Midnight Man, wow. That would have altered the course of history. Great Scott! Johnny Rockets is named after Johnny Appleseed and the Oldsmobile Rocket 88 because the founder felt those were the two things that embodied the classic Americana vibe he was going for. Johnny Rockets. Tim Burton did not, did not direct The Nightmare Before Christmas. He produced it. The director was a guy named Henry Selick. Okay. And the praying mantis is the only insect that can turn its head and look over its shoulder. Yeah, praying mantis, you know, they're always watching their back. Those are your random facts. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Happy Tuesday out there. Getting a look now. Well, let me tr- first let me tell you this uh, hour is being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or give them a call 479-253-1234. Getting a look now at headlines from around the world. EU regulators have fined Meta a record $1.3 billion. That is the parent company to Facebook. $1.3 billion for violating the bloc's privacy rules. The ruling raises pressure on the U.S. to complete a deal that would allow thousands of multinational companies to keep sending European user information stateside, where many of them have their main data centers. Most large international companies rely on relatively free flow of data across the Atlantic. The steep fine highlights EU privacy regulators' increased informants of the GDPR privacy law five years after it took effect. And U.S. stocks kicked off the week mix. The tech-heavy Nasdaq rose about a half percent, and the S&P ticked up 0.02%, and the indexes are now up on the year 22% and 9.2%. The Dow Jones, though, shed 0.4% to leave it at just 0.4% this year. 
Okay, and size matters when it comes to companies borrowing money in an era of aggressive Fed interest rates. Businesses with smaller payrolls and valuations are facing higher funding costs than those with hefty balance sheets and lots of employees. The big guys raise most of their funds from capital markets by issuing bonds. Smaller companies rely predominantly on banks. Commercial bank lending dropped by a record $105 billion in the first two weeks of March, according to the Fed. Nearly half the U.S. banks said they were raising their standards for lending money to small companies, with 56% of lenders reporting falling demand. Those are your headlines from around the world. Good morning. And we are looking for a high today around 80 under mostly sunny skies, partly cloudy, and 59 tonight. A 30% chance of rain tomorrow, 79 the high. Rest of the week looks like about a 20% chance of rain each day with highs around 80 degrees. Well, here we are, bright and early. Are you a morning person or not? Do you find yourself saying, I just don't feel like myself until 3 o'clock in the afternoon or something like that? Well, there's news out there. There's tips for how to become a morning person if you want to. There are four things that can help a night owl become a morning person. We'll see if this, what you think about this. Even more, uh, even morning people can feel groggy, of course, early in the morning. But if you're someone who has often had trouble in the morning, this could be for you. It's a new study at Baylor that looked at the difference between night owls and morning people and whether it's possible to become a morning person. The researchers behind it say genetics do have a lot to do with it. Some of us are just pre-programmed to stay up later than others. That's me. I am pre-programmed. I'm just going to blame it on pre-programming. They also found there's a few lifestyle choices you can make, though, that will help mornings uh, well, go a little bit smoother. They followed the sleep habits of nearly 900 college students for a year. And the top four things you could do to avoid... Uh, I'm sorry, the top four things you should avoid if you want to become a morning person. Number one is put your phone down, turn off the TV. Don't use any electronics too close to your bedtime and definitely not while you're in bed, they say. I guess the key is, you know, being able to go to sleep quickly, which will help you become more rested and then therefore wake up more rested. Second tip is only drink coffee in the morning. Avoid caffeine for at least six hours before bed. So let's say you go to bed at 10 p.m. You'd better not have a caffeinated beverage after 4 p.m. Okay, yeah. See, you got you to gotta make lifestyle changes if you want to change into a morning person. Don't take long naps. 30 minutes might be okay, but if you nap much longer than that, you're more likely to have a, uh, trouble sleeping at night. Tell you what, a nap? What? Can someone explain to me what a nap is? I haven't experienced one of those in years. Uh, don't exercise in the evening. That's your fourth tip. Do uh, do your physical activity in the morning. Too much physical activity in the evening or at night can keep you up. So afternoon workouts or morning workouts are far better for you. Do you think those will work? What's interesting is, obviously, I'm on here early in the morning with you. But I don't do any of those things. Uh, I exercise in the morning. I don't take naps. I only drink coffee in the morning. It's possible I might drink a Coke at lunch or something from time to time. Put your phone down, turn off the TV. I don't really do a good job of that. So maybe I should try that. And instead of being asleep for the first two hours of the show, uh, maybe I could be actually, you know, productive by the time the show starts at 6 a.m. instead of having to drink eight cups of coffee before I feel like I'm alive. So... 
I don't know. What about you? Let us know. 870-505-1518. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, we're pretty sure this isn't the real Johnny Depp, but you never know when it comes to Johnny Depp. A 43-year-old man who identified himself as Captain Jack Sparrow was arrested in Portland, Oregon last week after trying to bite a cop. He boarded a commuter train last week dressed as Johnny Depp's character from Pirates of the Caribbean. He was apparently harassing other people on the train. Workers tried to kick him off. He wouldn't leave, so, well, they called the police. Cops say he tried to bite an officer while they were removing him from the train. He's facing charges of trespassing, menacing, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and interfering with public transportation, as well as a poor impersonation of a movie star. He's told cops that he's 43 years old, but even after they got him to jail, he wouldn't give them his real name. So they had to book him as literally... Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow! Yes, I don't think it's actually really Captain Jack Sparrow, but that is the name they had to go with, which means that is Stranger Than Fiction. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. This hour being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or give them a call, 479 253 Three, four. Would you trust a lawnmower with AI to mow your lawn? Why not? If you're not ready just yet to trust your kids to mow your lawn, would you trust artificial intelligence? I got to say, I have a personal story about this. Uh, my son, Eli, just started mowing the lawn. He's a couple mows in and a starkly better job from the first time to the second time. So uh, he did that this past weekend, did a great job, you know. It's, it's, it, yeah, he's 12. Uh, he'll be 13 in August. So, uh, you know, it seemed like it was definitely time, you know, on the zero turn mower, if you will. But AI, hmm, that might be, that might be the way to go, right? I think I might consider it. Anyway, there's a robot mower out there that uses AI technology. It's on the way and it can mow your lawn. It's called the Lawnmeister. Lawnmeister, mowing lawns. And it's kind of like a Roomba vacuum for your yard. It can navigate obstacles like pets and toys. And even the dog bombs that you run over by accident when you're mowing. It doesn't chaotically zigzag around either like your your Roomba. That's what drives me nuts about these auto vacuums. These, they just, I, I just... It doesn't matter. I literally create a corral for this thing in certain rooms where I'm like, okay, I only want you to vacuum. I want you to vacuum really, really well in this small area. So I'll put up like a fence, like, you know, I like, I'll move a table over here. And I even put some weights, some, some dumbbells to guard it. Okay. It zigzags around. And then, you know, it's nowhere to be found. I hear it beeping somewhere. I have to go find it. And somehow the doggone thing, it went under the couch. I don't know how it went under the couch. This couch has recliners built into it. And it somehow got, you know, so it's like, okay, you're really good at escaping and getting stuck, but you're really not that great about vacuuming. Anyway, this mower doesn't do that. Okay. It can mow in straight lines, which I think is a thing of art. And the video, I've watched the video, and it is magnificent as far as watching it cleanly go line by line by line. It's just satisfying. Yeah, you just set up digital boundaries of your yard, 
And that's how it works. You can block off zones you want to handle yourself, like a kid's play area or near the garden. Teach it uh, mowing schedules as well. Yeah. Naturally, these things are not inexpensive. In a recent Kickstarter, they started at $1,000. What? I mean, you can't hardly get a mower for $1,000 these days, at least not one that runs on its own. The people who back the project will get their mowers in August. The company says they plan on shifting to retail sales once those orders are fulfilled. It's unclear where they'll be available or if the price is going to be the same. But let me tell you, if it's 1000 bucks, I, 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 yeah, I think I would be in on that. Depending on how long the battery works. You know what I'm saying? But it's an investment, my friends. I could go into the lawn business. I literally just set this thing up at your house and I'll go eat lunch, grab a Luther burger, you know, at Stubbs and come back and collect the money. Why not? Anyway, that's a story from Fox News. Good morning. And we are headed to a high today around 80 under mostly sunny skies, partly cloudy and 59 tonight. Do have a 30% chance of afternoon showers tomorrow and a high of 79. Diapers, what do you do with them? What do you do with a dirty diaper? Sometimes it's, well, yeah, you just got to get the gloves out and go bury it in the backyard. No, I don't know. But uh, this is uh, something that is worth looking at. Scientists have figured out that there is something you can do with dirty diapers. Researchers in Japan say sanitized disposable diapers can be incorporated into concrete and mortar which could be used to build homes. Diapers can be substituted for the fine aggregates that are normally used in concrete by uh, varying degrees. Mortar for structured uses like load-bearing walls and road pavement could only tolerate about 10% of the added diaper material, though. But mortar and concrete for non-structural uses like wall partitions and the low-impact floor pavers could actually tolerate being up to 40% diapers. Wow, okay. You know, they don't say anything about what your baby eats and whether or not that affects the integrity of the concrete papers. The idea is that it's killing two birds with one stone, finding a use for non-degradable waste, and dealing with a declining supply of building materials. Most used diapers now are just incinerated. Anyway, um, these are the kind of problems they're figuring out, my friends. Um, No reason to... You know, cure cancer. Let's just concentrate on what to do with these diapers, I guess. But uh, would you put a building product, concrete building product in your home that was made with dirty diapers? I think it's kind of a poopy idea myself. Good morning. Now, your headlines. The Cassville Police Department's asking for help in finding a doctor who went missing. According to the Cassville Police Department, 49-year-old John Forsyth did not show up to work at Mercy Hospital in Cassville on Sunday evening, and his car was later found at a park in Cassville. Forsyth last seen Sunday around 7 a.m. wearing a black shirt with blue-gray pants. He's 5'11", with brown hair, blue eyes, and weighs 180 pounds. Last seen leaving the Cassville Mercy ER Sunday morning. If anyone has information on Forsyth, they're encouraged to call the Berry County E911 at 417-847-3121 or the Cassville Police Department. And new a new preliminary report from the Prairie Grove Police has added details to a homicide that occurred on May 18th. The report says officers were dispatched 
to Sundowner Ranch Avenue on Thursday night for a call regarding an armed person and a gunshot victim. Police arrived and found 40-year-old Cedric King dead in his home. The suspect in the shooting, identified as C.C. Dries Poole, reportedly fled the scene in a vehicle and crashed into parked cars, then proceeded on fleet, uh, to pr- proceeded to flee on foot with a rifle. Poole, 39, arrested and taken to a hospital for minor injuries thereafter. He's now being held at Washington County Detention Center, charged with capital murder, aggravated residential burglary, terroristic act, possession of firearms by a certain person, possession of cocaine with purpose to deliver, and simultaneous possession of drugs and firearms. And lastly, a sad story out of Cabot, Arkansas. Two two teenagers have died after being struck by a train while walking on the tracks near a park in central Arkansas. Liam Harrison and Charles Elliott, both 16 years old, died in Cabot on Saturday evening. Officers said they found one of the dead teens laying on the side of the double-tracked Union Pacific Railroad line while the other teen was found under the train, which stopped after a strike indicator was triggered. Train crew members were not injured. Union Pacific, based in Omaha, Nebraska, said it's working with local authorities. Those are your headlines. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Thank you for being here on your Tuesday. Are you one of those homes that requires people to take their shoes off? You know, there's two homes, two types. One's where people wear shoes inside for comfort and convenience, and others where people don't wear shoes inside because it's gross, right? Yeah, it is gross. The bottom of your feet have a lot of nasty stuff, the bottom of your shoes. And a new poll 63% of Americans say they take their shoes off inside, while 37% do wear shoes inside. 76% are not willing to ask their guests to remove their shoes, including 67% of the group who don't wear shoes inside themselves. They still won't ask guests. And I understand that because it's, you know, I just, that's why we don't have that rule in my house, just because I don't want to, you know, be like, hey, take your shoes off to guests when they come in. Um, I typically like wearing shoes inside. I, I just do. But still, it is dirty. And uh, But some people say, you know, your bare feet are dirty too. Or maybe even your socks, depending on some of you. Anyway, uh, 90% of people think that it's a reasonable request to take your shoes off at somebody else's home. What do you think? 10% of people think it's unreasonable. I think it's reasonable. I just don't want to be the guy that polices that. And if people are okay taking them off, great. But I am i would be more comfortable going to someone's house wearing my shoes. In a poll, it seems like the shoes off thing is more common among younger adults. 44% of Gen Z say they'll, uh, they are willing to ask guests to remove their shoes. 35% of millennials agree. 13% of Gen X. And 7% of boomers. So what do you do? Tell them to take it off or leave it on. 870-505-1518. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can. 
because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us, hit us up, show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.